0: And welcome to the Comedian's Paradise. This is the podcast where we speak to amazing, adventurous, Shakespearean comedians from across the comedy world. Now, today's guest is Alvin Liu. He came, he flew all the way from Shanghai, where they had that great film with Owen Wilson and Jackie Chan, to yep. the UK. And he's now taking the comedy world by storm. He is conquering all gong shows and saying, yo, I'm conquering you like a B-I-T-C-H. And he he, he is a he brings this unique flair of comedy that he owned in Shanghai. And he is decorating the UK scene with his jokes, with fantastic seasoning. Please welcome Alvin Liu.
1: Hello. <laughs> it's good to be here thanks for
0: coming here man and prepare a speech <laughs> how, how how you find in the fantastic uh, english food as opposed to the food in china which is better english food is crap we know
1: i don't i'm trying to think of english food just it's fish and chips and english breakfast maybe yeah. but the food culture here is really shit. can i cuss I, yes yes yeah just i have colleagues uh my colleagues, right, they would eat lunch every day at one PM and just have a cold sandwich on their desk. It's really <laughs> different. Because in China we make a big deal out of lunch and we go out and we have like warm food, delicious food. But here, yeah, just salad and, and sandwich.
0: Oh, you actually what you, you actually go in for, for you it what is it like a couple of hours the break or is it an hour or
1: Yeah, usually it's like a one hour lunch break. Uh we we'll just go to a restaurant or order in. But well, the food delivery industry in China is huge. So it's, uh, it's cheap and it's fast. And you can have like a like a three-course, four-course meal. For lunch? In a minute, yeah.
0: Oh, God. Is the food tastier? Because I know that I've, I've been to different parts of the world and tried Chinese food. And the English Chinese food isn't too bad. But it's obviously not as good as, like, I hear the Chinese food in Hong Kong is the best.
1: Yeah, I love food in Hong Kong um, here. Chinese food here is, is good, but I can never tell the difference between one restaurant to, to another. They just taste kind of, you know, it's not amazing, but it's not bad. And yeah,
0: it's mostly is it? One thing I figured out is I went to a Cambridge restaurant it's from a different part of china and it was almost like they had a lot of the same ingredients but the style was completely different yeah and most of the chinese food in here from what i see is sort of cantonese and sometimes malaysian chinese
1: yeah i think so uh cantonese fujian um have you tried hainan chicken i think that's the i've tried hainanese
0: chicken rice yeah it's not too yeah. bad
1: i think that's the the dish people think about when they think of Hainan.
0: Ah, okay, okay. It's not too bad, it's all right. I I, I got it from a Malaysian vendor though, so I don't know what to make of it. Oh, and okay. I learned it through Uncle Roger, and oh. his, his, his video in the, in the yeah, Hainanese chicken rice, and then I, I remembered it, I thought I'll give it a go.
1: Yeah, it's uh, kind of, I feel Hainan chicken is kind of hard to eat because there's always some tiny, tiny bones, um, oh in those chicken i mean it's, it's, it's delicious uh, you know the, the skin is very very yellow compared to like some other chicken but yeah it's it's good just i feel the bones is too complicated yeah i don't like that either and what, what about the chicken feet chicken feet chicken, chicken feet okay I, I have mixed feelings about about chicken. <laughs> like, <I'm, laughs> i think i draw the line when i see the nails like i can um, eat it if they handle it well and it's actually quite good and if it's easier uh, it's if it's easy to eat but if i see the nail uh i, I can't do it
0: i like the skin and the chicken yeah. feet though when yeah. when it's brown it's really nice
1: yeah like in those uh cantonese restaurants yeah
0: like,
1: like the dim sum
0: i've not had it in dim sum the the with dim sum chicken feet
1: uh i think it comes like, like you can order, it's probably in the dim sum uh, section, so you can order like shrimp dumpling uh chicken feed, and they just serve in those like tiny tiny uh it's not a plate like a oh yeah, yeah. bambooish container um
0: i do like crispy seaweed as well that's quite nice and i like to have crab soup sometimes yeah. sweet corn soup but wong is my favorite
1: nice i miss the uh, chinese breakfast here i don't see that a lot um yeah like wonton soup um what's that soy milk and I haven't seen a lot of these words in English before, <laughs> soy milk and uh, oh. uh, chorizo, the Chinese chorizo.
0: Oh, I've not heard
1: of that. Hmm.
0: Is the, is the, there's the really good, um, yeah. There's a really lovely place in Yip, and I like to get that those, <laughs> those soy milk bottles. They're so much better than like the soy milk you get in a regular shop here.
1: Yeah. What's your uh, what's your favorite Chinese restaurant here?
0: Oh, um because this has sort of been indoctrinated me in a child. We used to go there a lot because it's Four Seasons in the UK is mm-hmm. well renowned for its duck. Ah, oh. water So I often it, my favorite place to go is there or there's this Chinese restaurant in Wing Yip which is re- in Croydon which is really nice. Okay. Uh
1: yeah. So, yeah, Beijing dog in four seasons, and what's the what's the second one
0: wing Yip. so it's a huge um it's got branches across the whole of u k but it it's got really delicious restaurant.
1: How do you spell it uh... ah okay when yeah. just really good yep yeah, quite nice
0: well, this is tended a food session <laughs> uh, so being in like china were you raised in sort of shanghai or were you did you
1: uh so i grew up being a uh, greeting it's um i think it's closer to hainan than shanghai it's uh it's in guangxi uh, um and moved around uh, a lot because uh you know my parents they change jobs quite often so i I grew up in Nanjing and then uh, I studied in Europe, in Switzerland, study hotel management. And then I went to uh, Shanghai and I worked there for nine years and I moved to London last year.
0: Now with being in China, how does the humour sort of differ to the UK? Like, How do we, how do you interact and how do you make each other laugh? What's, what have you noticed, the key differences?
1: Um. I think people in China, they're more wholesome and more uh, they, they don't laugh at necessarily like dark joke or sad jokes. Like if I do, because um, I used to do an English comedy in Shanghai and over there you have two type of crowds. You have um, an international audience and local audience who a lot of them go there just to learn English basically. Um, so I found that with Chinese audience, a lot of my jokes about, like, for example, depression, or if I'm laughing at myself too hard, or dark jokes or too sexual jokes, uh, they just don't work. They just, you just, just have to be more wholesome and talk about your your mom and your family. And yeah, uh, but people in the UK, they they can take a joke. Like, you can just say your country is going to shit. And they, they laugh. I mean, younger people laugh. Old people they hate it. Uh, learned it the hard way.
0: Yeah. What happened?
1: <laughs> I uh uh okay. There's this weekend right. I first performed my backyard, and then I went to this place, uh, chiselhust, Uh, and I did the exact same set, and uh backyard. I I did so well. It was probably the best gig in my life. <laughs> and then chisel Host, I just ate shit. Cause uh yeah, just, just I, I was on stage and talking about just, you know, UK as a country and my opening joke was I'm wearing red because it's Chinese New Year and because I'm a communist. So like younger people, uh they're like, okay, but older people you just told them you're a communist, so they just hated me for what, ten minutes.
0: <laughs> Did they heckle you?
1: No, they were just judging you silently with their arms crossed and yeah, it was rough. <laughs>
0: is the is the way people in 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 general if you're joking with your friends if you're like say having interactions or having fun with people is it different in china than in here Like you can't take the piss out of each other as much like you
1: Mm. yeah yeah um i think the sense of humor thing uh, is it's i'm still surprised how important comedy is to people's day-to-day life here it's like you will find out you're a comedian they're like oh my god like wow they're truly impressed um but in china if they find out you're a comedian i mean they, they're still interested but then they'll follow up with a question like uh do you make a lot of money from it <laughs> yeah and if you don't they're not that interested anymore because <laughs> i feel like cause it's, a, it's a country with a lot of more people right so it's very competitive uh and i will say people don't joke about each other like they don't make fun of their friends that much compared to here
0: hmm. that what you said there is very practical they're very yeah you're doing comedy so what do you make money are you used to me done
1: yeah <laughs> there's um there's some celebrities in china but celebrity i mean like they have um, maybe over a million followers or something not like celebrity celebrity, but people know them and they find out i do gigs with them and they're so interested they're like oh my god but that's because i think another per- another person's famous not because they find out oh your comedy is good
0: do you do you have you ever have you ever sort of played with it of- <laughs> yes well if you come over tonight you may be able to no, that's that's have you have you used it to your advantage that you know these people? Like it's cause it, it's an affiliation power, isn't it? So do you do you ever use it to advantage? You say, listen, you may find him funny, but I'm much funny. Come and date with me, watch me in a comedy show, then you do so well, and then boom.
1: Yeah, all the time. <laughs> but not, not not necessarily with um like like showing off like I know this like celebrity person i mean i post pictures on social media and stuff but yeah uh and and i i know what you mean but also a lot of times it's like i just love doing comedy and i don't want to spend a night on a day with a stranger like just like walking and shopping and just yeah i do comedy come watch a show and let's hang out
0: yeah, it's not really a big. It's not really a big thing. Like in in res- respects, it, it's a bit f- funny how people behave to you when they find out you do comedy. It's not a big thing. It's just something you do. Yeah, it's it's, it's just a bit of fun. It's yeah. <laughs> what's the what's the worst situation you've had? Because I know in the UK, a lot of people, if, some people, if they don't like you, or if they think they're better than you, they'll say, "Tell us a joke. Prove us Prove yourself to us." And I often say. Pay me some money, come to watch a show and you'll see. And then that then the conversation ends.
1: Yeah. Do they actually come? No. (laughs) Yeah, I find that so annoying too.
0: Does that happen in China as well, as much? Like, do they do they say go and well, I mean, you said how much money do you get? But do they do you challenge them like that and say, Do you come and watch a show and it works?
1: Um, it's an interesting question. I never thought about the equivalent um, of "tell me a joke" in China, because people don't actually say that. Um, I think people find out you're a comedian and I'm just processing that in Chinese in my mind. Like, what would they say? Yeah, some of them uh, come to a show, but yeah, Chinese people don't really say "tell me a joke." I'm trying to think of think about why, but yeah.
0: I, I have noticed that in China and in other nations you guys are a bit more polite more blunt whilst yeah. in, in here will we, we'll, we will go around the issue or we won't be quite we won't like what you said there about so you do comedy how much money do you make we won't mm-hmm. we'll, we won't say that we'll try and be polite about it but i know this is in china's when I've communicated like people will be
1: more blunt in China than in here um are people here more polite or do they just assume you don't get paid at all because <laughs> i think most comedians they just do it for fun oh yeah it, um, well, it wasn't
0: it wasn't like that before though but it's the fact that there's so many people doing it now yeah and that it's yeah it's it's so mainstream and popular i'm get but i'm guessing in, yeah so many people do it so there's not and there's not as many clubs to go around and when you go to the real top level let's face it me and you if comedy store asked to do want us to do 20 minutes for maybe 20 50 pounds we'll probably take it
1: oh yeah i'll pay (laughs)
0: exactly they know how desperate we are and there's so many options so they don't have to pay as much but i'm guessing in china because i noticed in malaysia and in other nations in terms of getting more paid work they're a bit more open and was that same sort of thing in shanghai because there's less comedians so there's more opportunities to get paid quite handsomely
1: oh no i think it's the oh, okay uh, the opposite um, oh okay <laughs> yeah it's um so so you, you are right uh, there, there are fewer comedians in in shanghai in china so you get more opportunities i think you can do your own headlining show uh in, in six months if you're good enough uh you know and then become like the city's top three comedians yeah. <laughs> because the, the whole city has maybe like five or, or ten uh, but um, yeah so you, you get more opportunities but to um, like make a living out of it it's, uh, it's really hard because um, I, I enjoy doing um, English com- comedy more than uh, Chinese comedy. In Chinese comedy you can you know you can do, do it for your whole time, uh, full-time job but English comedy the audience is still quite small. Um, and also if you want to do like a proper big show in a the theater or charge people ticket for it, you had to submit your jokes to the government to get approved. <laughs> yeah, uh, some of my jokes got shut down, which <laughs> which makes sense, um, you know, given the environment. But yeah, I don't think I can make it big in, in China.
0: Oh, but so yeah, but the, what you mm. said there, in as the english scene is quite small you can't but in, in the main speaking mandarin scene there's a you can make a big living from it
1: yeah some people do comedy for uh six months and they just quit a job and they just start uh like doing maybe 20 gigs a week because there's a huge demand for it
0: do do they do both like english and chinese or just one or the other, other uh,
1: times i think most of them most like comedians in china are chinese comedians uh in shanghai there're probably 30 comedians who do english comedy but it's really rare to see someone who do it in both languages and with if you do it's it's like something to brag about you can like put in your uh um what's that social media bilingual comedian in baba yeah. you know i see people do that
0: but they're not as bilingual as they say, are they?
1: Um, some of them. I mean, they, they, they can do gigs, you know, but I, I just prefer to focus on one.
0: Is, is that in some ways because they get the opportunity so quickly in six months, does that affect the equality and could that have a damaging effect in China in a long term because they're getting the, the opportunity so quickly? but they're not quite ready for that or could it perhaps be be the other way it makes them better because they have that pressure
1: yeah um, I think it's a uh, good for the industry but um, it, it is very interesting because comedy in China is so uh, new here I, I talk to comedians who's been doing comedy for like 25 years it's a uh, just a crazy concept to me, like people here start watching comedy at five and then some of them start doing comedy when they're like 15 or something. And uh, I I don't think comedy is a uh, a thing in China until maybe a few years back, just got huge all of a sudden. So, yeah, it's very new there.
0: I also saw something that was quite interesting with Jessie J, like she did the Chinese singing competition. And now she's famous in China and in the UK. And she's she's make, she's heaping it in at the moment, isn't she?
1: Jessie, is uh, American, right?
0: No, she's English. Jessie J, the singer. She did China's singing competition.
1: Let me just quickly Google. I don't think I know her. Yeah, I'm not sure. But she did. Um, you you say she did, comedy in China? Or? i didn't hear you sorry she
0: did music in china music, she did okay. a big sing- singing competition and now she's like a big star over in china
1: okay uh-huh. oh yeah i'm just uh googling now 2018 she's wearing like some chinese traditional costume
0: <laughs> would she know what it means no i do I she does she's just wearing it for the sake of
1: yeah uh <laughs> I had to check it out afterwards, but yeah.
0: No. Go, like, you, I I sent you like a when I sent you that list of questions. That was quite a lot, wasn't it? That's that's like a whole library full of questions.
1: <laughs> no, it's cool. Uh, I I like having something to to prepare for. Uh, I think comedy. I'm not. Yeah, just in terms of improvising, I'm not the best at it. Uh, so so it just yeah, it's good to know. uh, What are we going to talk about?
0: One of the things that I want to, so with all these questions, right, one of the questions that I want to look at now is, and this is a question that every comic goes through, is like, how do you make sure that you're improving or learning from every gig and getting better? Um, And how do you make the most out of a bad
1: gig? with bad gigs it's hard to not learn from them to me because <laughs> you just feel so shitty <laughs> and um, but but how, how to uh, improve um, after every gig i now try to force myself to listen to my recordings i find it very hard to watch my own videos um but yeah i force myself where like every Week or every month. Um, and I, I try to have more writing sessions just to sit down and write down the jokes and cut out some facts. Um, yeah, but I, I wouldn't say I have a systematic way to to write. I'm not, not the kind of guy who's like, okay, uh, 9 PM, I'm going to sit down and just work on this joke and try to write. Something new uh, usually just come to me and I write it down on my phone and I try to make it work at open mics.
0: Yeah, it's it's what when you're bombing on stage, like I've, I've, I saw a couple of instances where someone bombed and recently, and one of the things was, I've had it as well, but the worst thing I've had when, when I bombed on stage is when someone goes and gives advice that you haven't asked for and it comes from someone that you owe to that isn't doing that well themselves right? So it the best advice i find in comedy comes from when you ask someone when you go directly to a person but when yeah. often when it comes to someone that gives uns- unsolicited advice it's always the worst piece of crap <laughs> but when, when it comes nearly always but when you're bombing on stage what is your, what, what goes through your head and ha- what is your process to try and survive it myself I try and go to flow I will I do a lot of crowd work so I, I try and do that or I try and do stuff that I know that works in between yeah that's that's what that's what I try and do or other than that I don't know what else to do or I'll, I'll ask someone that I know and respect maybe to look at the video or ask for some feedback on how yeah. I can prepare better next time
1: Um. I think that's a good way to handle that. You know, do some crowd work, um, get them sort of refocused. Uh, it's a good way to to do it. I'm not a good. I'm not a big crowd work uh, comedian, so I just kept doing my my bits. Uh, and I'm just thinking about. I think I bombed like maybe twice in the UK. Like bomb bomb. There are some gigs where with, with probably no audience, so I did I don't count them. But yeah, um, and both time I just kept doing my material and, if I get them to laugh at one, time, okay, thanks. Bye.
0: What's what's been like a situation that you've learned from recently on stage? Like what's a gig that's taught you the most recently that you've that you've learned?
1: Um. I recently started seeing a uh, comedy tutor. I mean, we only had like one or two sessions, but I find it very helpful. Uh, gig-wise, it's probably just that time I, I bombed that, uh, you know, in front of a bunch of old people.
0: What, what, what would you have done differently if you were to do that gig again?
1: Be... Uh, don't open with a joke saying you're a communist. That's the first thing I would do. <laughs> Second, uh, just be more, more uh, approachable and and respectful. I, I have this comparison. I think old British people, they're very similar to an average Chinese audience. Um, they, they don't want you to like make fun of something they care about. You know, you just gotta be respectful to them, you know, be nice, talk about your family um yeah just just i i i do see a lot of similarity between these two groups Hmm.
0: that is interesting my god that's that's that's. so chinese regular chinese people are similar to grumpy old english people
1: i don't know who i'm offending there let's see
0: (laughs) no but you have you have to from what you see you've seen that that tends to be the stuff that works better
1: yeah okay
0: how how has um what, what have been so that that that's probably what the maddest thing you've had recently isn't it but what's what's been the weirdest experience you've had in comedy that surprised you that's like oh my god i can't believe this happened in comedy
1: oh Um, this is not a kind thing to say, but there's this comedian, uh, who I geeked with a few times, very attractive guy, uh, super like, you know, tall, good looking, but just not funny at all. And I saw a job ad, uh, of him doing a Edinburgh show. And I was like, shit, there are people who's going to spend one hour at that show. Um. Yeah, but I I do find it I don't know what to say just um. I'm not I'm not saying all attractive people people are not good at comedy, but just uh, in that case, it's just really interesting me. He's probably the most attractive person I've seen in comedy, uh here, and just really good. Yeah. So, is, that, is that harsh?
0: <laughs> I don't tend to know. Yeah, it is a bit bit. But I mean, it is, it is it is what it is. I mean, I can see what you mean. Because there are instances where I feel that so I, I was at a gig recently, where it was I could see what was wrong with the gig, but, and it was okay, but it didn't go as well as thought. And I know what was, but I don't want to say anything because when you tell people advice, it's one of the things and they don't ask for it. It's the most annoying thing in the world. And I'm saying what you say there in terms of this is someone, yeah, with a lot of things in comedy, we, we, we you have to read between the lines as a performer, don't we? And like I bombed a couple of weeks ago at a gig, and I had my parents there and other people there. And one of the things that told me that I did badly was if I did well, my parents would say, "Oh, I did a good, I did well." Yeah. But they, if I did badly, they try not to mention it, and that's often a sign. Oh. What What do you think led to that person not being self-aware of them not being funny with the audience? Was it you just seen them once and not doing well with the audience, and you could see they kind of... or have you seen them multiple times? They thought uh-huh. they've had a great gig, but the audience have hated it.
1: No, I've seen them um, twice, and sometimes, so it's you know, it's a, it's like a ten-minute set. Ah. It's not going well, and you're there for the whole ten minutes, and and then it's just it's just bad. <laughs> I mean, and and then I see a advertisement about, about the show and I was just thinking wow this is uh, this is rough I mean it, it's good that you know chasing uh, you know what they're passionate about but I just think it's uh, that, that's weird okay,
0: but what do you think made him not old? so he could have been trying new material and doing a lot of experiments and it's not gone well. But if it's along the lines of someone thinking that they're better than what they are, what do you think leads to some comics not being aware of their reception?
1: Um, I don't really know. I think maybe not everyone is as is open for uh, feedback from the audience. It's not a intention or thing. It might not even be. It might even help with people's comedy career, because you just keep chasing it and you don't get this which could be a good thing. Um, but yeah, just just um, I think it's interesting, because when you tell people you're, uh, you're a comedian, and like, you're doing a show in Edinburgh, um, it's like such a cool thing to talk about and people just instantly sort of respect you. But at the same time, there are, there are some amazing comedians, don't get me wrong, just like, you know, I, I feel like a kid in a candy shop, just being in the comedy circuit here. But there are also so many bad ones. And and you can just pay money to an Edinburgh show. And I would tell my friends in, in China that, you know, I toured in Edinburgh and all of a sudden, I'm like a cool guy, I'm like representing. It's just interesting to me.
0: Yeah, this this it, it, it mm. is interesting. You said because I know there's a comic that I had on the podcast who's in Canada. He yeah. couldn't get gigs in Canada before, but when he came here and mentioned that he did some good good clubs, he was able yeah. to get spots over there because they perceived him as being a great comic. And oh. like I know a comic who was on Last Comic Standing, and there was yeah. a short bit where he made a hacky joke, and they told him to say it. Yeah. But he used he's used that TV credit, even though he didn't look good on it, to get spots in other places. Oh. So it's a lot of it marketing and it's how it's how I think it's how you're perceived, isn't it? A lot of the times. Like in fights or whatever, they, they don't want I'm pretty sure in some instances they are scared. But if they let people know the other fighter know that they're scared, they lost the battle. They've got to get win the battle perception.
1: Is it like when you're um not doing well on stage, you gotta come across as confident too. And maybe you win the audience back. I've been I've been told I need to, you know, uh just come across as more <laughs> confident, as like only a joke on stage. But I'm trying to find a balance between come looking confident and looking um likable.
0: It is, it is a funny thing getting feedback, though. I mean, it depends on who it is and whether they're, they're qualified to give it. And the do, what do you feel is your BS detector for feedback? I feel that with feedback, a lot of the times, if it's not detailed and it's not clear and it doesn't make sense, it's yeah. often a load of shit.
1: Oh, I feel like I want to toss shit again because... Uh... There's this is, yeah. There's this is I know who just always give me feedback after every set. <laughs> it's not good feedback, mm. like he would pull me aside and he'd be like, "This joke, is not funny," and that's it. <laughs> the thing is, uh, yeah. So, so just to answer your question, um, was my bullshit detector for for feedback? <laughs> yeah, I, I think first if I. If I trust that person to give feedback and second, uh, is that feedback constructive? Like does it actually help? Um but in terms of giving feedback, I I feel like people in the UK they don't they're quite reserved about giving feedback in most um cases. How, how many times have people come to you and just give like unsolicited advice?
0: Uh, I've had that a few times. Yeah. So Yeah, it's it's rare. It's it's, because it's a lot. It's a thing. I don't know if this is maybe in China as well, but when you go and give feedback, you better be know what you're talking about, or you better be bloody, Mm. you better be good. You better be like, because it's you're telling people what to do, and everyone likes to live their own life. Yeah, and I've had it about three or four times recently. Oh, wow. each of the times getting well, about a month so it, each of the times it's come across so most of the time I'll just nod and do what I'm going to do anyway if it doesn't make any sense so what? sometimes audiences like at the gig at, that I host in Wimbledon one of the audience members tried to give feedback but they don't understand what goes on behind the scenes so they're not qualified they only look at it from a certain as you said you don't trust them to give feedback because they only look at it from a certain way so i just nod and go on and do my own thing anyway
1: it's from an audience member or a comedian
0: it was an audience member but i was being polite and it just be nice and i just do what i'm going to do anyway i've had a few things from comics recently so one of them was from one that's bombed in every gig i've seen them yeah and i don't know i felt you fucking hell mate what are you on? like why are you giving feedback when every time i've seen you've bombed do you not have any self-awareness what's going on here and like you know when you give feedback you've got to be at least show sure you're doing well this is not an ego thing but this is you know i didn't ask for feedback you know i'm already if i have an oh so you don't know how the person's feeling it's like you're stepping in them when they're not in the right mindset
1: yeah um uh... I read someone, I read something like, uh, I don't remember who said it, but there's a time and a place, like, you know, just after the show, just say, maybe you want to give a friend feedback, you know, do it tomorrow, if they didn't do well, not on the spot. And yeah, anyway.
0: <laughs> but I can, I can tell you one instance that I had recently with a comic that bombed on stage. So... It was a difficult situation, it was really awkward. We, we've all been there. When someone bombs for a long set, it's very uncomfortable for the performers and the and the audience.
1: Yeah.
0: I saw the audience faces, they were cringing and they are like, what's he doing here? Looking and, at you. Yeah. And I was uncomfortable, I didn't know what to say. What well, I said, it was a new material night. So I said, you know what, it takes a lot of balls to get on stage. And yeah. you know, sometimes we have a, Good gig bad gig or whatever. But well just let's carry on. We're gonna have a good night. It's gonna be good. The comedian didn't like that. He said I was patronizing, but I, I was trying to say something to restore the room, like to like you get intense. I was trying to say, Don't worry, it's gonna be okay. And then and you can see. Yeah. I I I sort of after I introduced another, I thought I'd follow him. And all I said to him was, um, look. I just mentioned some of the times I bombed and I said don't worry about it I'll, I'll see you again soon have a good time whatever but I didn't try and give him any advice I did see why he didn't do well and the reason was because he no one understood what he was saying mm. he was going very quickly and if if people don't understand what you're saying how are they going to laugh but I didn't say it to him I just let him you know he, he let him figure it out on his own but I he just did. thought I'd try and give him a pep talk British. You, yeah. Okay. If you're in that situation and I behave like that, how would you take it?
1: I okay, this is just my opinion. But I wish people here would give more feedback. Ah. Give it good feedback. But I don't want people to say, you know, just get me to the side and say that joke is not funny because you didn't make it funny like I know I can I have years but um I maybe it's just my upbringing because the Chinese people they give you unsolicited feedback all the time I saw a, <laughs> <laughs> I saw a Chinese friend from Shanghai she's visiting um for like two weeks and the first thing she said to me she said uh, you lost some hair uh, okay <laughs> so I think just I I have rather thick skin i guess um and and if people are trying to help and the feedback is good i would i would love to to hear it um yeah a- another thing is just a lot of times i from loving the british person's shoes because i'm so new here so a lot of my jokes they might be very funny to me but maybe it's not relevant at all to a you know a average british person so if someone tell me, you know, you gotta change the setup or the word you used, um, it doesn't really make sense here. I will, I will listen. Yeah,
0: yeah. So one of the things that I'm planning to do, I'm, I'm planning to do, because there's been a couple of bits that have worked quite well that I've done recently, and I haven't figured out why they've gone well. And there's a couple of bits where I've done terrible recently, where I've, well, I haven't figured out why they've gone badly. <laughs> So what I'm going to do is I'm going to edit them, make them short bits. I'm going to look for people that I admire or that, or, and I'm going to ask. I'll try a few of them and ask them, would you please be able to give me feedback? And I'll show them the videos because I, 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 I in this situation, I haven't figured out why they've worked or why they didn't work.
1: Yeah. Uh, who, who are you going to ask?
0: <laughs> well, well, comics that are a lot higher up than me. Or people that I admire, like that that have been going for a few years, do the sort of comedy that I do. Because I'm more physical. I do rather than word-based. So word-based comic maybe wouldn't be as useful as someone who's focused on the physical side of comedy. Yeah. Now, you mentioned what was the thing that you mentioned before uh, we mentioned this about before about so If you were, we all have lives outside of comedy. You mentioned that you're a recruiter, but what is something that people wouldn't expect to hear about you? Mm -hmm. Like, what's what? You say you're a comedian, you go up on stage, but what's something surprising about you that no one expects? Are you a bodybuilder? Are you a stripper? Are you a OnlyFans model? Are you a I don't know a dating coach?
1: Oh, I, uh, let me think. Just, uh, I'm just thinking about the crimes I committed. <laughs> Something people don't um, expect from me. I don't really know. <laughs> don't really um, I don't I don't really know what's um yeah I think maybe just just comedy or or the fact that I (laughs) I uh I shave my pubic hair
0: (laughs) okay fair enough (laughs) whatever makes you happy (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay the context is I think a lot of like Chinese people they don't do that at all like at all and yeah when I <laughs> you go to like a Chinese um sauna sometimes they don't put a towel and you can just see everything like no one fucking played <laughs> so yeah I mean and I hesitated because I don't think it's um you know, in the UK, it's probably not that special. But if you ask me in China, I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm special like that. Just I do that.
0: <laughs> Are you sure you want, you want to put that keep that in? <laughs> it's
1: up to you. <laughs> there's no uh um there's no dirty words there. I don't think so. <laughs> be there.
0: Now. We mentioned a bit about before about there's a lot of things that you mentioned something in Britain that you didn't like, but what what's what's a stupid thing you notice about people in Britain that doesn't make any sense for someone being in China?
1: Oh in life or in comedy? In both. I just I don't think it's stupid, but I find it weird that when British people go out, um, they never eat. Like every Thursday, I mean, most Thursdays we'll go out with um, you know, as a team, uh, just my colleagues, and they just start drinking at four, and there's always there's no food. They don't stop by a restaurant. They don't like order stuff. Just beer and beer and beer, and yeah, <laughs> people have no respect for food here.
0: Yeah, they need the food to to to, to lighten the load or the alcohol.
1: Yeah, it was just like some chips in the bar and just uh yeah.
0: What what is the one thing, if you were to give any advice on comedy, or anything, anything that's helped you the most when you started, what would you tell a new comic now?
1: Um, Wow! Well, I this is like just is it is this giving unsolicited advice? It I, is, isn't it? <laughs> imaginary comic. I just you know. Like, I don't know. Hey. But, what, but what's
0: what's what's the biggest thing you've learned from doing comedy that you wish you'd known
1: earlier? Oh, that we are entertainers because uh, I think at first I just saw this uh, it's, it's my art and I want to do it my way and there are a few times that I upset some people so so if it's, yeah one thing I learned is that um, you gotta find a find a way to express your art and make it like let me let me organize my words Ugh. you got to find balance between uh being a entertainer and an artist just you can't just uh be you but you don't want to be a hack and just tell them what they want to hear as well when i started in shanghai uh some of my jokes were just bad like Borderline racist, and at the time I thought it was okay because you know I'm Chinese, you know I'm I'm not, in, I'm not a straight white male. Um, but I I learned it after a few gigs that you know, why do you go on stage, say those stuff and make people upset, people who come to see a comedy show, just so you can express your ideas, um, but that's one thing. Yeah.
0: And for anyone that's listening right now. How did they find out about you? Did they find out about you on WhatsApp, on Telegram, on Weibo, on Instagram, on the on Threads? Do they find out about you on the Skyline? Did they find out about you on Brighton Pier? Where did they find out about you?
1: Who's listening right now?
0: I've got about a hundred da- downloads. Well. Around hundred downloads an episode. So it's across all over the place.
1: Oh okay. But it's, but it's not live right now. No. Oh, okay. Cool. Um sh- should I answer that question? Or... Yeah. But I don't know who's uh downloading your, your podcast.
0: Oh mostly just comedians.
1: Oh okay. Yeah, it's probably some <laughs> comedian I get with trying to see what we're talking about. Or maybe just your, your followers trying to see what's uh, what's this guy's deal what's about china
0: so where do they find out about your instagram social media what, what what your social media handles and like do you have a website
1: oh yeah, yeah so instagram my uh my handle is alvin comedy um i don't really use twitter or tiktok yeah so just instagram
0: okay so you found out about alvin you know where to go uh he lives in Islington. <laughs>
1: <Seven>. Uh <no>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you know where to go. Um hope you guys have enjoyed this episode and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Next episode, I think, is gonna be with the wonderful Wilson Milton, who's been doing comedy for 12 years. So he I'll speak to you guys soon. And then week after that, I think we've got a clown uh podcast organizer called Barnaby King. So we've got a lot of interesting guests and I'll speak to you guys later. Yeah.